and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. We are here to preview the conference finals. So, DJ, um, thank you, as always, for joining me. DJ Mitchell, of course. Uh, how you doing? And uh, how was your second round of the playoffs? I mean, it was good. I'm going to say, first off, I enjoyed the hockey. I, I thought, I, I don't want to say every series was amazing. I don't want to say that. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed my time. Why, why don't we just stick with, I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed most of the games, most of the series um, had some great success stories and some failures, but with the way I bet and play that those great successes lead to making up for a lot of mistakes. And um, I think the entire round two for being as poor comparatively to round one still came out in the green because of one absolutely massive night and our takes beforehand um, were eh, more or less. Okay. So how would you feel? You had a couple big hits. Um, yeah, I mean, I had one good day, um, but mostly, mostly just lost. So, you know, um, what are you going to do? My, my underdog stuff didn't really come through, uh, like on the season long or whatever, the Zamboni, uh, underdog stuff didn't come through. Um, so really the, the, the main thing, like, you know, my, I think I have a $500, uh, regular season, like, or playoff champ, like, Jesus Christ conference championship, uh, for Vegas. And that's like my big bet that I'm, you know, still sweating out here. So, you know, I, my, my priors are kind of locked in. Um, it, it's easy to, to like this Vegas team altogether. Um, so, you know, it's not like I'm grasping at straws to find reasons to think they're going to continue to win, but, uh, they're, they're kind of my team that I've definitely bandwagoned onto all postseason. Um, mostly for Eichel and just the, the players there that I absolutely love, but also, you know, because there is a financial windfall waiting for me if they do win this round as well. So um, I don't know though. It was fine. Like, um, you know, DK has been kind of just trying to give away money with this stupid Rainmaker pack stuff that they're posting in the lobby. So um, all in all, it's been pretty hard to lose money just on NHL. I've been, you know, resorting to like baseball to to do most of that for me at this point in time. Oh boy, yeah. yeah, I I have not put a single dollar of thought or second into baseball this year, and that that yeah. feels really really it's, sharp. Yeah, I haven't run my numbers or anything, but like it's kind of crazy because I literally have like uh, I have 150 tickets like. Um, so like, you know, it's like having to actually put all the numbers into an Excel or something. I'll do that after the postseason. But at this point in time, like you know, I have 16 in the, for the cup, like big tournament that I'm probably not going to be able to use all of them. Cause it, you know, won't be 16 max, um, like their big showdown in the final. So like, I'm just sitting here with a bunch of those tickets, a bunch of Millie tickets and, and whatnot. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that I'm just sort of sitting on uh, dollar amount wise. It makes it hard to tell whether I'm up or down in the postseason so far. But in any case, I mean, who really let's, cares? Yeah, let's We're here to talk hockey. Quick, quick recap. Um, if, you, if you don't mind, let's just get rid into the series. Just saw. I don't think we're going to go into much detail here because A, who cares? B, everyone's doing it. And C, it's already done. I mean, no more money to be made. Um, series one. Uh, I guess we'll start with the one I, I guess at least I, I was most wrong on, in my opinion, um, and that was uh, Carolina New Jersey. Like I, I'm not even you know I don't want to like sit here and be like I have had just no business saying New Jersey in five because I think there was a good reason behind what I was saying. Um, New Jersey did not show up and do what I thought they could, and Carolina really yeah. outperformed my expected. 
I, I don't know if I want to say that like straight up. I feel like I watched every second of every game in the series. And I just kept thinking like, New Jersey's going to hit that level any second now. And they never did. So it's like, hmm. You didn't Do write down I, my picks, did you? <laughs> you I, I think you went Carolina, right? I, I, I think I went four, Carolina four, and but I'm six. wondering if I had the games because I, I, I'm trying to remember. I thought I might have said uh, Vegas and six, Dallas and seven and uh, Toronto. Yes. So I guess Toronto. Yes, you, de- you sure. definitely. Okay. Yeah, the only okay. myth was Toronto for you. Yeah. Um. So the, the problem is when I, when I try to recap this stuff, try to look at what happened. Sometimes you can be uh, misled, led astray, if you will, by the stat, especially in a series like Carolina, New Jersey, because, um, you know, a team trailing most of the time might get a little bit of a boost and expected goals, but whatnot. But this really wasn't even the case. Like Carolina suffered them or suffocated them. Uh, injuries could have played a factor here. Uh, you know, I think that's fair to say. But the, the core four for New Jersey, if you will, um, we'll get to the core four in Toronto next. They were good, but not great. They scored more than they did previously, which was none for three of the guys, uh, but not enough. Timo was awesome. Like, I really, really thought he just was a very, very, very good in every game. And that just wasn't enough. Uh, Nico got obliterated. I feel like the game seven, right? No, Timo got obliterated game seven of the series before, missed game one, yep. and then came back and was their best player by far. Nico. When did he get absolutely cranked? Was that game one of the series where he just got murdered? Yeah, it was Cock and Yemi murdered. I think it was game one. He did not look the same in that game and really never, I thought, came back to form. And obviously, Jack Hughes was dealing with an injury. But all that to say, Carolina still looked like the better team in probably every single game. I know they got, you know, shellac eight to four in one of them, but I don't even think that that was, you know, I mean boy, you give up eight goals on like an expected three or whatever it was at the time or two and a half. And it's really not entirely your fault. Um, My main takeaway here is that Carolina wants to be boring. They can speed it up and they'll put pucks on net still, but Florida is going to have to force that to happen. And if the Florida can't do that, this might not be the most exciting series in the world, but what's, what are your thoughts on the series we just watched from uh, Carolina and New Jersey? Um, I, I you you threw me off with the Jack Hughes thing. Well, what came out with him? I I, I feel like I, I wasn't paying well, attention. After the game, they said that he really almost didn't play. Like that was actually like he was very oh, okay. much nursing an injury, and that he came into that game like truly questionable because he came off the ice. Remember all that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, what's going on? Yeah, I'm, um, I thought I figured it would have come out at this point. Like what his, I, what his playing? Yeah, theory? honestly, like maybe it did. I think they just okay. said it was on their body, but I don't even know for sure. If you don't know, then I thought you were alluding to something that like, no, I mean, I, I'm just saying like he like <clears throat> an injury. That's pretty much it. Like I, I, I don't think it, it clearly wasn't so severe. He couldn't play, which would lead me to believe yep. like it was something. Yep, yep. That like I mean, I'm, my take was very much that like Carolina dominated every single facet of the series. Like they dictated play. They told New Jersey when they could do hockey. And, you know, that was very rarely. Um, and that was Carolina's, you know, absolute uh, best case outcome. Just, just everything defensively was pretty much pitch perfect. They had obviously one game in there where just every puck went in the back of the net, but like, yeah, it was, you know, it was as close to a methodical beatdown in the second round of the playoffs as you'll ever see in the NHL, the, the parody era. So, um, 
highly uninteresting really not much to take away going forward either like you know no. it, it, is Koken Yemi going to score another seven goals in the next series probably not so like, not. I don't I don't even know what to take away New Jersey needed New Jersey needed uh massive amounts of amazing goaltending and they just did not get it and that just dictated <laughs> they didn't game. even like, come close to getting it yeah they didn't right. get come close it's like as soon as the goaltending well broke we just saw Carolina play Carolina hockey to a T without yeah. They're goal scorers, and they should be getting at least Teravine in back. I yeah. don't think we have confirmed for game one, but I feel like it's leaning that way. Um, yeah, no, it did not go the way I thought it was going to go. I, I was very optimistic that New Jersey would outscore their problems, and the goaltending didn't get there. But we can move over to Florida, Toronto, as if there's anything else. No, um, you know, just whatever. Uh, Florida, Toronto, just – and it just feels like the quintessential coin flip series. And of course, Toronto's going to burn to the ground now because of it. And Hey, that's always fun. Um, I don't know. They, they got, you know, they got Bobrovsky, they got goalied. Um, it happens. It's the NHL trying to take lessons away. I don't know. I don't really have time for it, but uh, to go off, if you have anything to say about the Leafs, because it's always fun to see their end of season, um, just, you know, the drama and the circus around them. Uh, um, I mean, no, I, I think that this is the, I think you summed it up nicely uh, for, especially about game six, five, six, but well, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Six. Because with they, five they, games. Wait, what? Boris, five, 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 five. Yeah. Five. yeah. Boris game five. Right. Um, it was a much, much closer series than Carolina, New Jersey. I would almost say Toronto was, I don't want to say slightly better, but they were very on par, like you're saying. And the goaltending was very, very one-sided like Bobrovsky earned all $10 million this year, just in that playoff series. And, and maybe even round one, you could argue as well. Um, will that continue to go forward against Carolina? I think they needed to, as I'm just saying now, like if you got to get Carolina off their game. And the only way to do that is to get them down early because um, they're very, very hard to beat defensively. And I think that's something you're going to cover later. So I don't really want to get into it now, but yeah, I, I, this was, you could make the argument easily. And I would listen to it to say like Toronto, very much deserve to win this series or at least force it into game six and seven. And, you know, it should have been a lot closer. Yeah. You know, I don't know that Toronto did enough to win necessarily, but, you know, to go out in five games and the gentleman sweep fashion was certainly not indicative of, you know, just like the, the disparity on the ice, you know, it was, it was fairly even give or take. Um, and yeah, Bobrovsky was incredible. There's really no way around that. So um I don't know. Uh, do you want to just do the other two series before we actually try and start previewing things? Because yeah. I wasn't, I didn't have too much to say coming in on like what we saw because. Yeah. We're going a bit long. We Let's, we can, we can sum up the last two a lot quicker. I mean, we'll just do Seattle, Dallas while we're here. I said Seattle and seven. You said Dallas and seven. It got to seven. One of us was going to be right. It happened to be the, you know, the better team, I think, in Dallas throughout that series. I, I thought they were the better team. Um, most games, it very much felt that way. Uh, but again, to my credit, I feel like I talked about the depth in Seattle potentially causing problems, and it did. And I think Dallas figured it out most nights. And Ottinger was a bit hit or miss more than you'd like to see, especially for be you know, if you're a Stars fan. But the main three, and I almost feel like you have to say Wyatt Johnson almost makes it a case of add him into the Pavelski, Hans, Robertson mix with how good he was. Um, got the job done in the end. So not not a whole lot to take away from here, other than I think you know. If you're stacking Dallas, like Wyatt Johnson's been just otherworldly. And 
I, you know, I feel like I was on it a little bit. Um, I was betting him here or there for goals and whatnot, but man, he is really taken off in the community. So he might get a little bit of steam. Anything you want to add or just take your victory lap on uh, Vegas? Uh, yeah, I mean, we can, we can go to Vegas. Um, the, the Vegas Edmonton series was, I mean, just the absolute worst nightmare for, um, Edmonton people and trust me I was you know I was someone coming into the playoffs who was like oh my god this team is so different like you know this that the other thing uh whenever McDavid wasn't on the ice Edmonton could not do anything against his Vegas team I personally think that's more a testament to just how structured and how great a coach Bruce Cassidy is and how good the talent in Vegas is you know top to bottom they have their they have their superstar uh, who was doing superstar things and uh, they have a ton of useful depth players unlike the Oilers who do not um, and you know pretty hilarious that Zach Hyman makes you know whatever eight million dollars because when he's not with McDavid guess what he's not that good like you know, it just is what it is um, I, that's you know these are things you could see coming but ultimately again they got goalied. Like if Skinner is passable, that series probably goes seven. Maybe the power play drags them through. Um, but instead, they get just absolutely uh, torpedoed by awful goaltending behind what was basically a 50-50 series. Um, so, you know, I, I have some depth in top line type stuff that we can talk about in the Vegas Dallas preview. Um, but just the takeaway for me is that my God, poor, poor McDavid. Um, you know, Dreisaitl is a good hockey player, but he is not a driver of play whatsoever. And yeah. it was very hysterical that to see Dreisaitl just get absolutely caved in on a nightly basis in the back half of that series. Like they had to put him with McDavid because it just was not working. Yeah. Um, no, I, and yeah, I, you know, that's the victory lap I'll take because you, you cannot tell me man, Dreisaitl is anywhere close to a top five NHL player. It, it's just absurd. Yeah, it really did feel like they they did make that realization that they just did not have two lines that were going to hum yeah. at the same pace as putting them together. And everyone blames yep. like, oh, they, they only rely on the power play. They only it's like no, Drysdale relies on the power play. McDavid's doing yeah. enough. Like, uh, yeah, it, it is. You know, it is what it is. It's hard to convince people that you know that's the case. Uh, but no, that was a great series, and I it really felt like it was going to get to seven, and, and Vegas did just shut the door on a, a game six that was just. I mean, Stuart Skinner, boy, wow. I mean, yeah, Edmonton, Edmonton blows the door open, and then Vegas is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, I mean, that to me was just staggering. Like, I cannot imagine being in that arena for, um, you know, effect. I mean, it was a collapse. Like, you know, they get yeah. the early oh, God, lead, and it's just. Uh, you know what the expected goals were, though? I mean, do you? Uh... Uh, yeah, no, hit me with it. Vegas 1.7, Edmonton 4.3. And I know they were trailing a lot. Do they have, on and, yeah, I'm wondering what the first period looked like as far as uh, looking pressure. at the shop pressure. It was, it was like, um, yeah, you know, very hit or miss early. And then like, I, I mean, I, I think Edmonton, I wouldn't say dominated the game. I feel like that's disingenuous, even though that number tells you a different story. It's like, mm-hmm. boy, like, and, and, and like looking at the pressure too, it's like, man, when Vegas had the pressure on, it was high quality and, Skinner just didn't bail him out once. And then see ya. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you know, what can you do? You know, if you sit here and say some teams get goalied in one direction, you got to admit it in the other direction too. So it's, it's nice to have Vegas still around, you know, that that I I will stick my neck out for them. Um, But yeah, I mean, very clearly that was a series between two, what I think are 
you know, uh, honestly, the two best teams remaining in Vegas and Edmonton. Um, yeah, because, I would know, agree with the, that. The Boston, Toronto's, I guess Toronto was still in it. In any case, you know, going in, that is what I thought. I thought it was going to be Pacific versus Atlantic in the final. Obviously, Florida being around, uh, you know, I, we will talk about it. So, um, but it was kind of nice to see that prior come through for 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 me personally and ultimately game six it actually turned into a good dfs night which was uh much appreciated okay. because was uh, literally my best night of the season which uh it's kind of sad on like a you know whatever uh 7x night <laughs> but it's been yeah. one of those years so we'll take so, it yeah um, real real quickly bob as we go into the round three i'll just give a quick my underdog team update for anyone that cares at all. It'll be pretty fast. I have 12 teams in the Zamboni, one in the warm-up, only two that had zero players left. Um, some as low as three, but nothing below three with the other 10 plus one in the warm-up. Uh, one with 10, one with nine, one with seven. I'm not going to get into all the numbers, but every one of them is either Florida only, Dallas only, Florida and Dallas. I have one March or so share, zero Carolina. I don't, I thought I drafted them more than most. Like I was still wrapped as they were fighting too. I, yeah. I, I'm like, how did I get none? And I and like, I thought, okay, so no one got Carolina through and I am mistaken because people did. I've been seeing teams. That oh, Carolina. Wow. Okay. Not a ton. I, I feel like it's and like running through teams as well. I'm not seeing as many as people are like sending me. Cause I was like, yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm shocked. Like, I feel like I drafted more Brent Burns than anyone. I got zero through. Yeah. I mean, I have and, 40% Brent Burns and none of it, you know, none of it was even in the second round. So like, <laughs> you know, what, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. But in my opinion, and this is the thing I was going to, I kind of started to mention before we started, I'm like, let me stop here. But this is what I want to ask you um, as we get into the final round and we're going to get into, you know, a couple bets or whatever here or there. I mean, I think my bags are pretty freaking packed if it's Florida and um, uh, Dallas in the finals. Like, I, I, I'm not going to – obviously, I don't know. I don't have all the 310 teams remaining. I don't know what they look like. I'd be hard-pressed to assume someone's going to take out either my Ottinger-Bobrovsky nine-player, so seven-player with those two goalies, or my yeah. – would, would be nine players with a goal – or you know, with uh, Bobrovsky or – I can't remember if Bobrovsky or Ottinger. I can check quick. Like, would you do anything about that? I mean, I have a bet on Carolina to win the East and win the cup already in place, which kind of feels like a bit of a hedge that I took before the season started. Yeah, so that's... not really. Um, oh yeah. My, my, yeah I mean... So my, it would be Ottinger and nine players. And that would be Haynes, Pavelski, Barkoff, Robertson, the Chuck. I have Barger. So in there, Heiskin and Ekblad. So... Just, I, it just feels hard to beat that. Yeah, the, the the one thing I think you could do to leave yourself an out is grab the Jack Eichel con Smythe um at six to one. Yeah, you know, because if you're not getting a good team through to the final, it's probably because Eichel teams are like you know rising. And you know, I honestly think six to one on Eichel is decent odds. Like uh yeah. we'll, we'll talk a little bit yeah. about it. I have some thoughts on each of like the teams and Consmith and whatnot, but uh stats so, in general. Yeah. I, but um that that to me feels like the one route you would take because you know otherwise yeah, you want to put that in pretty for bad. me because because I can't oh yeah that's right um <laughs> yeah I mean I can we can talk about it obviously I'm yeah but no it's like it's like the bet that that probably is the best angle it's like okay so if 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 it's Dallas or Florida I'm probably okay to like feel alive um in yeah. the finals at least have a chance if it's both like yep. I said and if it's neither 
Well, I get the Carolina bet through and I have Carolina still alive, but I, I think I just like more on the other side. Like it feels like Vegas Carolina is either a, the chalk or the projectable outcome, but not mm-hmm. by a large margin. Um, I also did tweet those. Uh, I'll pull up the models in a second here, um, <clears throat> but it's a good conversation. We'll talk about it more. I'll try to get that Eichel bet in, um, you know, in due time. So yeah. Interesting. Um, money puck, money puck prediction. Do you, uh, I'm going to just run through that Jesus really quick. Christ, I have, I have, I have Dom and money puck and I have Dom's money. Puck let me has guess. Hold on. Hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. Money, money puck has, uh, Dallas at like, whatever, uh, going to get 70% to win their conference and like 50% to win the cup. No, no. Okay. Um, Unless the things have changed, I retweeted on May 16th or yesterday. I, I don't I don't even follow Money Puck because I think their projection system is garbage. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna read the two. Okay, just so no, I know I, that that's why I was just making that was pulling shit on my ass. I had no I had no uh, preconceived notion. Carolina 56.1, Florida 43.9, Vegas okay. 50.4, and Dallas 49.6. Dom okay. yeah, those has 45 percent um Dallas 55% Vegas. So actually a, a stronger lean from Dom over to Vegas. Florida 46% and Carolina 54, which is yeah, about exactly what the odds yeah. are. Yeah, literally they're both minus 135, I think. Yeah. So I had a friend that was like, it feels like maybe Carolina's a good bet here. I'm like, I feel like it's exactly what it should be to a team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that I'll be able to find any angle that gets me better to, you know, slightly weighted coin flip. So um, that, that, that sounds about right to me. Um, So to me, to me, Vegas is, uh, you know, a decently strong bet. I have some thoughts on uh, the the narrative around them, but clearly, you know, these model based numbers are defensible. I don't find any of those too egregious. So um Anything else before we get into Florida, Carolina here? No, let's get into it. So I I think we covered a little bit already. Um, So I'll kind of pass it right back to you, I think, because you have a few numbers to go over and and some, and some thoughts we kind of talked about. I think I kind of covered a a bit of like how each game can go. And I think I'm going to kind of use that to how I'm going to be betting every night. Like I think there's two paths to these games. And one of them is Carolina gets a lead early and they really can do their best to shut down Florida. The problem with, like, I get a lot of people that are like, well, you should just bet some under sometimes too. I mean, like if the game doesn't go the way you have it, it goes the other way, right? And it's like, well, not entirely. Like picking out the exact four shooters that are going to go under with the goalie going under is just, I think, almost impossible. So I feel like you kind of have to limit the size of those slips. Um, but we, I think I will be doing a couple of those as like one of the sides I'll be playing. Um, and the other side is Florida gets out to a lead early. And I think that Carolina will be shooting quite a bit. So a little bit from me, but your thoughts on the, on the kind of game flow or series or whatever you want to say. Yeah. I mean, um, so looking at the games, these teams played each other uh, three times in the regular season. So not a ton to work with, but um, that it was actually a pretty up-tempo uh, like matchup from the expected goal standpoint. And in the actual goals at five on five, it was pretty underwhelming. Uh, so pretty much like exactly what you'd expect from a Florida Panthers or from a Carolina Hurricanes team where they're getting a ton of chances and not a ton of finish. Um, 
I did find kind of the most interesting was actually these two teams played in the final night of the regular season. Uh, well, you know, pre whatever. There was a two game final slate, but like the last big night they played each other and they both had something to play for. Carolina was trying to finish first in their division and Florida was trying to avoid the matchup with Boston. Uh, Carolina won that game six to four and the expected goals were uh, three point five to three point six, uh, you know, slight favor to Florida. Um, but, you know, remember this was when Florida was still rolling, you know, they, they were rolling, uh, at you know, the last few weeks of the season coming in hot, yada, yada. Um, so this kind of does feel representative of what we might expect in this series, which I don't think is, you know, very much what anyone would really be expecting from this series. Um, so I have some tepid interest in like a two game slate, like stacking up uh, the series. Uh, obviously, DraftKings is sort of disincentivized the two game uh, slates, but I know like underdog, I think that means slates like the, the two gamer. Um, that there might actually be a little bit more than meets the eye, uh, like offensively in this series. Um, and so my general takeaway is that I think Florida is just going to be pretty undervalued, like uh, just just across the board, because Carolina did such a good job of, you know, sort of like just locking down the Islanders and the Devils. Um, and I do think this Florida team is just like different. Like I think they're I mean, they're playing better for sure. Um and, you know, Matthew Kachuk is a singular force. And, you know, I, I'm not sure that Jacob Slavin and his greatness can sort of overcome that. Um, so, you know, nothing too strong, though. I still think Carolina takes this in six games. Um, I, I don't think Florida is a great team. I don't trust Paul Marie still. I don't trust Bobrovsky to continue being unbelievable. But, like, that's kind of like my high-level takeaway. And there's nothing else that I really have. Uh, it's all that interesting. But I haven't already said so uh, hit me with what you think I mean I'm very much compromised because of you know the potential payout of Florida getting there I, I have most of them and and the bags packed so I will be putting on my Panthers jersey each and every night I will be certainly buying a jersey of any player that can lift them into the cup finals and I am I mean it's the team that definitely does the most for me um mm-hmm. even if like I think what you're saying is just like even if they miss the cup final I'm hoping they could move along some of these Dallas teams because the star players are scoring quite a few points for them um, and they're giving them the minutes. What New Jersey wasn't able to do. And I, like I kind of alluded to, I think because of a little bit because of injuries was produced from multiple lines with like, you know, the star players kind of coming out and getting there. I think Florida might actually roll three lines that are all usable. Yep. That Reinhardt line is just objectively good. Louis Terrain might not be the sexiest player in the world, but he's solid enough. And Lindell is, you know, sneaky good. Um, I don't think I need to say a word about Matt to Chuck. You already kind of said it. He drives the bus on that line and that, that bus is going places with him. Even Nick cousins is like, let me win this in OT. Uh, no problem. Um, and then Barkoff has been not even great or existent yeah. very much. I mean, that's fair he to say. Really like, needed to be. Yeah. He anybody isn't needed to be. It's like, what if he actually does come up and, and start making, I'm like, for Hagee's been good and Duclair's been good. So like, he must be fine. Right. But it just hasn't been noticeable. Maybe it's the right yeah. word. Um, um, I'm optimistic that they can make something happen. And I think Carolina is a better team, but I just, I'm so heavily rooting for Florida. I don't even want to say, I'm just yeah. not going to bet against them. So I'm not going to tell you, and I'm going to just say Florida and seven because sure. I want that so bad. <laughs> I that totally, yeah, that's totally, totally reasonable, totally defensible. Um, I, I do like this 
you know, I do like this Florida team a lot. And I do, I, I you know, I like these teams a lot, uh, the way they're currently structured. Uh, one angle that I think that uh, will suit your eye is looking at the top uh, goal scorer in each series. Uh, we've lost our Jarvis and Nason uh, odds. You know, we got them at 27 and 28 to one last series. I, I don't think going to Jarvis at 11 or Nason at 18 makes any sort of sense whatsoever. But Sam Reinhardt's listed at 17 to one on DK. That seems awesome. Um, over the entire playoffs to this point, like when you look at players who are underperforming their five on five expected goal output, it's mostly the plugs and guys who are coming in and out of lineups and, and whatnot. But um, Reinhardt is like the first guy after Miro Heiskanen who's like actively underperforming his on ice expected goals from like in you know his line is I should say. Um, and that gives me a lot of hope because Reinhardt, you know, we know that his lines been playing excellent hockey. We know that he's on a top power play. That's very good. Um, 17 to one just kind of feels crazy mm -hmm. when, you know, like Nason's right there at 18 to one, like, come on, Reinhardt's infinitely better. Um, so I really like that. I think that's like my favorite bet of the series, but, um, any other thoughts uh, or any other bets you wanted to get out there? I, I hadn't pulled up the old fan troll, the loser site yet, but, um, Leading goal scorer by series, Reinhardt's 10 to 1 over, over on that site. Okay. Seems better. Um hmm, not really noticing. I mean, that that sounds that sounds about right to me. 10 to yeah, 1. No, I'm saying that's like right. that, that so, like, sounds yeah. correct as what yeah. you should be, but like yeah. it's worse odds. I'm just like cool. I mean better in that respect. Uh yeah. huh. Uh, ah, yeah, no one like, that really stands. I mean, Tara Biden's 32 to 1 on FanDuel, and yeah, he's 20, 20 to one. Yep. Kind of feels like yeah, you could probably right. put 32 to one on him, but yeah, that, that that's for the fun. That's that. Uh, uh, let me, let me take a look at the head to head goals was something I was kind of like, I think that these Florida guys are just like a good, bit better. Like, like give me Matt, the truck minus minus one twenty to Aho minus minus one ten. You know? Good. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, I, that's kind of like what I was thinking about. If you want to parlay that too, I think you probably could. Uh, that, that's probably yep. the best bet on the board. Um, as far as points are concerned, probably wouldn't do it myself, but Aho going back to being a, you know, a guy that's going to pass first seems likely and what he's going to do. Reinhardt for more points than Seth Jarvis is almost even money. Jesus. Like, I don't know. Those seem like yeah. what, what I'd rather do. Um, like, even if Carolina wins, I think they spread the wealth still. Like these fourth liners and stuff are going to contribute just because they don't have a lot of goal scorers throughout the lineup. So they kind of need that to happen. Like, I don't think any other guys are going to run away and hide. Um, whereas with Florida, like I just they're not even playing the fourth line. Like those guys, you 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 might never notice them, except for like a D zone draw here or there with Eric Stahl. But, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I oh, think wait. that's that's all I have. So all um, the Stahl brothers are in this series. I just realized that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't like. I think Eric Stahl. I was like, wait, do I mean Jordan? I'm like, <laughs> oh, their team. Right. 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 Yeah. I was like, it just threw me for a loop. Um, but yeah. Okay. We can we can move over if you're ready. Yeah, uh, for sure. So the other series. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just stand on my soapbox real quick and just sort of uh, what I've been hearing is a lot about how Dallas sort of like has all this depth and, you know, and whatnot. And that kind of flies in the face of like, you know, what we've known for the last couple of years where it's like this top line is unbelievable and everyone else is just kind of plodding along. So like the narrative, you know, whatever, Wyatt Johnston and whoever else like, yeah, you know, that, that that's great. Like they've been, you know, like noticeable in the playoffs. I went through the, you know, uh, the stars 
in the playoffs without the top line. So Robertson, Hans Pavelski, without any of those three guys on the ice so far in this playoffs, they are at 49% of the shots, 46% of the goals, um, 52% of the expected goals, which, you know, is good. Um, so like, I was kind of like, okay, like, you know, that that's cool. Of course, the top line together is 72% expected goals. They haven't been scored on yet at five on five. So they're at a hundred percent of the goals. Like, you know, they're, they're laughably, they're, they're ridiculous. They're really good. Like, I'm not disputing that whatsoever, but looking at the regular season this year, like, you know, if you consider the 52% expected goals, which is the best metric you can find for the Dallas depth, um, you know, they're sitting at a shade under 50% in the regular season this year without the big line on the ice, 59% with them on the ice. So I, and also 49% of the goals uh, without them on the ice and 68% with them on the ice. So again, it still feels to me like this is entirely a one-line team. Honestly, not all that different from this Edmonton team that we just saw William Carlson go out and shut down Connor McDavid and basically play them to a draw and let the Eichel and Stone lines feast on the depth. That still is sort of like worrying to me. Um, you know, so I guess the other thing I did is I tried to look at Vegas from the same perspective, just to give a little bit of context. And so far in the playoffs without the top line of Eichel, Barbashev, March or so, uh, which is getting 77% of the goals and 60% of the expected goals uh, in the playoffs, that line is, uh, without those guys, they are only at a 44.5 expected goals, uh, but at a 60% goals. Like So they're getting some goaltending there. They're getting some shooting luck. Um, that That's sort of like your one beacon of hope if you are anti-Vegas or pro-Dallas in this series, is that like they sort of regress. Because when you look at the regular season, you know, obviously there's not a quite as clear a top line in Vegas, but just using those three guys for comparison's sake. Um, those guys were 62% goals together on the season. Without them, the team was 52% and 51% expected goals. So, like, it seems like Vegas is just deeper. I think they're just better. And the top line right now is playing, I think, almost as well as Dallas's top line. And that, to me, is, you know, with the extra home game and whatnot. That's why I like Vegas here. I will go Vegas in six games. But, DJ... Um, why don't you just give your take? Because I don't expect you to come at me with uh, additional numbers to, to sort of fight me on, on whatever. No, I no, I, I honestly feel like the exact thing you said is, is how I feel about Dallas where everyone all of a sudden is like, no, like this team has depth. And I don't know. I think Wyatt Johnson's really good. I, I will go to bat for him being just a very <laughs> gifted player. Um, Sagan and Jamie Ben are, I mean, they're fine guys. They, they, they play hockey. That's for sure. They definitely go out there and they play and they're very mediocre to fine to good. Like they don't, they don't drive the bus, but they don't, you know, they're not complete passengers, but I think we are getting a little overblown on just how much depth this Dallas team has. Uh, it's just fine. Yeah. Like everyone seems yeah. to be like, Oh, look at Dodonov and like, Oh, well, look at Domi. And it's like, yeah, no, those guys did find goals here or there. Like they're, they're they, they will do that from time to time, but yep. Seven game series um, against Vegas. I think Vegas is the better team. Um, and, and I think that they'll probably find a way to get it done. And I don't want them to, but if it's Florida, Vegas, I can live with it. If it's Dallas, Florida, I'll be in my best case scenario. And if Dallas can, you know, ride the Ottinger train, I mean, that like, oh, I do think people will start to, you'll hear that, especially if Dallas wins game one and Ottinger plays really well, people are going to say, 
ah, Aiden Hill, not very good. Um, maybe Ottinger is better and probably doesn't matter as much in a seven game sample size as some may, may hope it does if they're betting on Dallas. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, so what was your uh, final take on that series? X team in one games. I think Vegas in six as well. I'm just going to stone cold go with what you said. All right. It's probably the We're correct in. answer. Um, yeah, the, the goals in this series are kind of interesting um, in that I, I don't really know where, like, my head's almost leading me toward, like, a Shea Theodore, like, total bomb at, like, 75 to 1 or Miro at 100 to 1 and just hope that, you know, one of them gets, like, two goals in a game and chips in another somewhere and that it's just sort of, like, three is all you need um, because I don't know that there's a ton of value elsewhere. But anyone stand out to you on this list um, of goal scorers so FanDuel has marked though at 9.5 to 1 um okay a bit better it's yeah. you know it's like I mean they have Pavelski at 6 plus 650 and it's like and it's I mean DraftKings itself it's like I don't think there's much of a chance that March so you know I mean like Pavelski did just outscore him and he's looked really good but Marcus is definitely a better player we saw that in game yep. six um they have Theodore at 100 to 1 as I think that was uh, close, right? What did you say it was here? Uh, 75. Okay. I mean, uh, 100 to 1, Shea Theodore, I could could put a a 510 spot on just for the the kicks and giggles Um, over there. Nothing else, really. I I, I really, man, I just, I don't see many scenarios where it isn't Hintz and Marcheseau and Eichel, really, for that matter. Um, Robertson has just not looked himself. I think everyone's aware of that. And, even games where yeah, it's kind um, of seeming to come back together, he's just not been the guy driving the shooting bus, at least. Like, I think he's been actually quite a bit better, like, playmaking-wise in the final couple of games, like, maybe getting back to normal. Like, he, he did look, you know, noticeable, but... Yeah, um, I, just I, have, I have like, one. Yeah. I have one. Nick Waugh, okay. 65 to 1, playing alongside William Carlson and Riley Smith. Uh, Nick Waugh gets power play two-time. Um, he's going to get empty net opportunities. He's on the ice for shorthanded situations. That feels like a pretty good flyer. I think that's better than the Theodore Miro shit. At, you know, if you're just trying to get a bomb, uh, Nick Waugh, just a, a really solid player. And he played in a bit of an elevated role in the, the later stages of the Edmonton series. And I don't think that's necessarily priced in here. Um, so yeah, I think that's like the actual approved take. The final thing I have, um, and then, you know, we, I guess we can close up after or do whatever uh, you want to talk about, but the final take I have is related to your Jason Robertson uh, thoughts. Um, but obviously, you know, okay, we just discussed this. You can't see the, uh, awards odds or whatever. Um, but Rupe Hints is nine to one to win the Conn Smythe and Jason Robertson is, um, 25 to one. So there's like almost a three times better probability that Rubehans wins based on the implied odds and whatnot. Um, and, you know, we are halfway through the playoffs. So that was interesting to me. So I just wanted to check it out. And it, it's going to be really hard, I think, for Robertson to catch Rubehans. So I don't think Robertson's a good bet in that market and probably think that that means that Rubehans is a bit undervalued at nine to one. Um, you know, like Eichel is six, as is Aho. Kachuk is 7.5 to one. So like hints there. Um, he has seven more goals than Robertson does and like the same number of points. So like 
it is going to take an absolute, or sorry, the same number of assists. Um, it is going to take an absolutely monstrous output from Robertson just to even get his name back in the Consmites like race. And how does that happen without Rube Hints going on a tear? Like these guys are glued at the hip. Like the fact that Rube Hints has done this to begin with is kind of insane. Um, without Robertson like racking up the points alongside him, but like that seven point golf, I think it's just way too massive. Um, so if you're on Dallas, I think Hints Con Smythe is you know a, a much better bet at nine to one than Dallas to win the cup at uh, three to one. So. Um, yeah, but there's my yeah, that seems, stats based analysis. What, what was Ottinger? Uh, Ottinger is fifteen to one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's not been fantastic, so it makes sense. I just was like right. wondering if that was factoring yeah, in a little bit. And you know, it's gonna be mostly based on the Cup final and you know whatever else. Like obviously, all these things are noted, um, but just thinking of the ways that like specifically Hints and Robertson get their points and get their output. Like that to me is really where like the value just kind of leapt off the page as far as just how Robertson catches hints. Like unless Robertson has like a hat trick, including the O actually they would vote on it before OT, I'm guessing, in the cup clincher. Uh, but if he has like a hat trick and the empty net goal, like you know, in the last game of the series, like maybe that's what gets him the the con smythe. But I think it's much thinner than like a three to one margin if you're telling oh, me Robertson has to win. So okay. So uh, anything two else? other okay, two other bets that I was going to mention uh, really I'll pose to you. So they have most series in goals, Jamie Ben versus William Carlson. What do you think the odds are on that? Oh God. Ben has to be like minus one fifty-five, right? One one thirty minus on Ben and plus a hundred on Carlson. I thought I found that I, I don't think I want to bet it, but I was just like, man, they, <laughs> I don't know, like whatever. Uh, but the yeah, one that I do, I think I want to actually click on, and it's kind of based on what you were just saying and the way I kind of everything's gone up to this point, but Marchiso plus one. 105 to have more goals than Jason Robertson. Uh, I, I can't do it. Like okay. I, t- I totally get it. Like, you know, I, I'm just not willing to, I, I think there's other ways that I would like to flip a coin basically. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of uh, the one. Uh, do you have head to head shots in uh, New York? That was kind of, no, but you can bet. Okay. Uh, you can bet the shots on the on the prize picks. So okay, uh, head to head. Sh- sorry, head to head shots on goal. Joe Pavelski minus one twenty versus Mark Stone minus one ten. Pavelski seems like a pretty good value there. Um, you know, Mark Stone is efficient, but he's not a rate shooter, so it's going to take a lot of jammy type stuff, which Joe Pavelski just gets more of. Uh, generally speaking, so I don't see how that's a bad value there. Um, NHL but- series, yeah, they don't have any verses, but. Um, okay. They have, I'm trying to think if any of these are even all that interesting. I go 14 and a half for the series. Um, Matt, the truck 13 and a half for the series. Yeah. That, that, I, that, that I gets just, into, that gets into figuring out how many games they're going to be and you know, whatever else like that. Yeah, that's I probably little, just, I'll probably that. to me. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the Ben one that you listed is actually good value. You know, like that's, I think, better than like the March or so. Um, but, you know, again, I, <laughs> I don't know that I can sit on a podcast and say like, yeah, dude, like Jamie Ben's going to score goals against Vegas. And like, you know, I, I'm just never betting that personally. So, you know, I can admit that it's good value, but it's just not a bet for me. Um, all right. 
I do think that does it. Um, maybe we'll check in before the cup final. Uh, we can, you know, talk about uh, whatever um, there is to talk about at that point. But I think we save the Arizona and whatever other updates we've gotten so far and stuff like that uh, for, for a later point in time. Um, yeah. Listeners to the last they, podcast. Yeah, they actually just announced that they're going to be playing at Mullet Arena like right now. Okay. Next yeah. year. So not moving yet. Yeah. Um, listeners to the last podcast, don't worry. DJ and I have aligned on our Buffalo Sabres future. Um, it is to trade several assets, uh, you know, several premium assets to draft uh, Matt Bay Mitchkov in the upcoming yes. draft, which perfectly lines with both of our uh, viewpoints moving forward. No, uh, it, it, it is like it, it, we, we, we did finally reach. I you, you have to go like right now because, yeah, yeah, I, stuff, should, I should probably go, but okay, all right, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, no, fully agree. I, I, yeah, I wanted to let the people know that we are not still bickering over the same, uh, the oh. same thing. Well, it was fun. It, it's year. fun. It's fun to do. <laughs> now, I'm just going to say one, two things here. We'll close out. Number one is what one thing I really want to do. And if anyone listening to this has any knowledge or anything, please DM me. I'm going to start looking into it. I really want to get an article together about the tracking of shot on goals. And assist as well, really, uh, points, if you will, whatever you want to. Um, I kind of want to start diving into this a little bit more about the process. I've learned a little bit already. Um, and I'm thinking about putting out an article that just goes over it, like where the NHL is at right now uh, and and what I want and maybe some other in the community. If you have, you know, I'm sure people have at least takes on it for the future and like where you can direct your anger if you ever have it because i think right now it's very much going in the wrong directions and the sports books frankly don't care enough to push the nhl to do anything is just my take on it because they have to be mad like they can't be happy but like nothing's changed so they can't be that bad right um it's one thing i'm going to start working on as we get to the conclusion of the season we also have the uh we're going to have by the time you're listening to this the updated nhl mock draft tool if you haven't clicked on it yet it's freaking awesome like matt did a really good job with the uh, what do you, what do you call it? The lookup tool more or less the drop down. I don't know. Drop down where you yeah, pick so, the players. You don't have to yeah. type in everything. <laughs> so I went through and put all the players in and if there's anyone missing, if there's any, any mistake at all, like the littlest mistake, if I mi- missed a umulot, I think is there, is that the word, right? Umulot. Is that, that's the, uh, that's the little two dots. Umlot? I think it's an umlot. umlot. Um, let me know. Like literally anything that you see that could be even remote, like, I will fix it. Like, I want this to be perfect. I really want to start spreading this around as soon as the season ends. And I'm trying to get people to test it, play with it and, and, you know, start to see it because I would absolutely love for this to be something that kind of gets adopted by the community. Um, just for fun, just a fun thing to have. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you want updates on both of those things, uh, the best place to do that is probably in the discord. Um, you know, if you want to reach out to DJ on Twitter, of course, feel free. But uh, the, the Discord, and, DM and one the of website. us to get in there. Yeah, yeah. We'll be on the uh, website, I'll tweet it. Morningskatepod.com, yeah. but we don't really use it. But yeah, like I, I just like, and I'll, I'll just yeah. take the last point about this because yeah. it's now officially time for you to go. But like anything to grow the game, and it might sound stupid, like who cares, right? Making off drafts for the, but like I do believe that people care about the draft. And they care about the NFL draft and then they care about these players. And then they, you know, it's like, it it feeds on itself. Like the more 
we just push anything in, in hockey and we get excited about these young players and then people get excited about them joining their teams and they'll maybe go to an yeah. AHL game. They'll go to like all of that feeds to the love of the game. And that's what I want to do. And like me and you love this stuff. So I spent, you know, I literally went through every NHL team's like hex codes and put in the exact right colors for their specific <laughs> yes. colors. Some of them, they trademark themselves. Like we take this seriously because yeah. we want to grow this stuff. So I'd be really excited to get more people involved. Yes, we had multiple back and forths on which color combinations looked best. Um, but yeah, uh, that'll do it. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Fake Moods. DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. And the podcast is at Morning Skate Pod. Uh, DM one of us, DM the podcast account. Who cares to get in the Discord? That's where you'll find us on a day to day basis talking about things such as the daily slates going on, uh, golf, uh, whatever nonsense is going on around the industry. That's where you can find it. So, DJ, final thoughts before we go. Go Stars, go Panthers, see you in the finals, and I'll see you in the BBM four streets All for right. those of you getting ready for the football season. Yes, and, uh, and Mr. Jack Eichel, just remember who loved you first. Uh, it was me, so uh, go Knights. All right, from Doug, from DJ, from myself, have a good third round of the playoffs, everybody, and we will see you.